coming up on podcast 1606 BMW's iX1 impresses on its first drives stick around and I'll tell you what I know also on the show today, why BMW expects a 70% increase in their EV sales, why Ford's CEO is looking to Norway for inspiration, and which rental car company will be almost entirely EV by the end of the decade. Well, those stories and a lot more. Really busy day for electric vehicle news. Uh, a lot more coming up, so keep listening. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for Tuesday, 27th of September. My name's Martin Lee, and I've gone through every EV story from around the world in the last 24 hours and whittled it down to what you need to know in just 20 minutes to save you time. Welcome back to Patreon. I got the email this morning that Philip Forrester had signed up as an executive producer. Now, Philip was a supporter for a long time of this podcast. I hadn't realised he'd cancelled his support, to be honest with you. Um, But... um, I don't get the emails when people leave. Uh, I have to go into the, the Patreon dashboard. Uh, but got the email this morning to say that he'd signed up. So welcome back, Philip. And you can do the same as well uh, by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash EV News Daily. It's how we fund this show, along with a bit of the ad revenue as well. But of course, the Patreon supporters uh, get the podcast first, in theory, when it works. Uh, you get the podcast first and you get it ad free. Now, let's talk about the BMW iX1. You can always tell when an embargo lifts because all the members of the media release their written reviews and YouTube reviews at the same time. Car Magazine, Autocar, Auto Express, all three magazines that I subscribe to in print form, (laughs) funnily enough, uh, because I'm old and I like reading things in magazine form. Uh, But also just because, you know, things like pictures and stuff like that, you can stare at a page longer than I can stare at a screen. Not that I don't love the iPad and stuff, but... I love getting all those magazines um, in the post, weekly or monthly. Car magazine uh, say that they drove the iX1 in nearly finished form. It's £52,000 as the spec they drive. The smallest EV that BMW makes, but it's not a small EV by any means. They called it mature. They called it well-equipped. They called it solid. The boot volume is bigger than a Mercedes EQA, for instance, and you can get it in two different uh, versions, the X-Line or the M Sport. Both of those are four-wheel drive. The X-Drive 30 is the entry level at the minute. I mean, there's no. there will be either rear-wheel drive or front-wheel drive, but for now, X-Drive 30 is a twin motor 268 horsepower version and like i say the 52000 pound price puts it in that kind of audi q4 e-tron territory uh, mercedes benz eqa territory uh, according to autocar magazine the ix1 is derivative looking but then so uh, its rivals like the audis and mercedes has a very good real world range somewhere between 260 and 270 miles real world and the official range is good i think it's 272 is the official number wltp battery size not the biggest of chunkiest batteries 64.7 kilowatt hours couldn't find out if that's gross or net by the way I suspect that's usable, uh, because that is quite small. Then again, this is a reasonably small vehicle. Uh, It's got, uh, they say, liquid thermal management. The water-cooled batteries are primed for rapid charging if you navigate to a rapid charger in the internal nav. Or, in BMWs, in the iX1, you can even precondition the batteries at the touch of a button, even if you're not navigating to a specific charger. It'll get them to 25 degrees Celsius, uh, kind of Goldilocks temperature for lithium-ion batteries. Not too hot, not too cold. Now, 
Auto Express magazine says that underneath the familiar bodywork of BMW's iX1 is their fifth generation electric architecture and it has an ability to deliver prodigious amounts of instant torque, they say. No discernible motor whine, even from the front-mounted motor, which is pretty close to the driver. There's a boost paddle on the left-hand side of the steering wheel. Pull that paddle, and for a full 10 seconds, you get 308 brake horsepower. A bit like the Korean cars that do this. They say that in the electric version, you lose the sliding rear seat that is standard on the fossil cars, and they found it a shame the BMW hadn't managed to find any storage under the bonnet for even some sort of storage box, either for a stinky takeaway or... You know what? Cables. Because I see so many EVs. And this is another one. The BMW iX1. Brand new brand new EV coming to market. Where do you store the cable? Under the boot. Uh, under the, the storage there. What do most people have? Like, if you're a family, our boot is full of crud. And nothing particularly special. There's a couple of beach balls in there. Some blankets. Some towels. Uh, probably a change of clothes for little man. And... Maybe this time of year, you know, some brollies or outdoor coats and things like that. But what you don't want to be doing is lifting all of that up and fudging out the uh, the charging cable. So I bet if I looked under the bonnet of the iX1, there would be a way to either very simply reroute some, I don't know, maybe the some of the aircon or something, some pipe work. And you could put, there would definitely be room. This is a combustion platform, right? If, there's, if an engine can go under there, you can definitely find room for a frunk. But there we, there we go. Uh, so, have a read of those reviews if you want to online. I think this looks like a really solid option for people who want an EV that doesn't look like they're driving an EV. There's no, no, no none of those little uh, blue badges and blue flashes on the grill, which BMW have been doing over the years. It just looks like a regular car. Oh, and it happens to have batteries, which is... Probably the ultimate compliment for an electric vehicle. What about, though, something even smaller, like an i1 or an i2? Well, they are due. They're coming. Uh, i1 in 2027, i2 in 2028. Both will be on BMW's new class platform, dual-motor, all-wheel drive, and again, probably two-wheel drive at some point. The iX1, when you think about that, is the same platform, basically, as the 1 Series, and even the Minis as well. So give it a few years, and BMW will be onto their pure EV platform. BMW also expects electric car sales to jump 70% next year in 2023. EV deliveries climbing to 400,000 next year from 240,000 this year. The CFO, Nicholas Peter, telling reporters on a conference call yesterday. Global sales this year will be lower because of uh, losses in the first half in terms of production, uh, but they'll make a big leap in pure electric vehicles next year, he said. Now, Chevrolet kicked off their TV advertising campaign entitled EVs for Everyone. It shows, well, everyone driving electric Chevys, young, old, female, male, uh, people of different interest in cars, you could say. Some people are just kind of like out with their friends. Some are like drivers, really driving the car. And uh, drivers of every kind of shape, size and colour, you would say. Cast perfectly. The casting director in this has clearly ticked every box. I know I'm being cynical, but there we go. I'm not just talking about what's available now, which is the Bolt, and uh, that'll be the Bolt and the Bolt then, uh, but this advert also features the Equinox, the Silverado and the Blazer. General Motors is running them during NFL football games. Uh, they are using the Fleetwood Mac song everywhere at the end. The logo comes up, the Chevrolet logo comes up, and the EV 
after CH and before RO, uh, that's highlighted blue. So it's Chevrolet EV in the middle of Chevrolet. Um, and have a listen to the, all it is, is it's the song Fleetwood Mac everywhere and a very short voiceover at the end. I think I can play this very short clip and I won't get dinged on copyright. Have a listen. From Bolt to Blazer, Equinox to Silverado, Chevy EVs are for everyone, everywhere. The YouTube description says our exciting lineup of Chevy electric vehicles, the Silverado, Blazer, Equinox and Bolt is coming to offer electrifying choices to everyone everywhere. Now that's something to sing about. Okay, let's move on and talk about Mercedes-Benz and their Smart brand. These days co-owned by Merck and Geely. And Smart are shipping a new SUV that's anything but what you would think about a smart car. I think about the Smart 4.2 or the Smart 4.4. Really, I think of the Smart car as that small little... Uh, electric or even combustion-powered smart car. But the one that's just come out, delivery started yesterday in China, is nothing like that. It's like a small SUV and actually a pretty decent-sized SUV, um, big enough to put a battery that'll take you 450 kilometres on the WLTP test cycle and 150 kilowatt DC fast charging starts around $40,000. Pretty funky colours. They've presented it into the smart brand, if you like, that kind of slightly out there, like the colours and the way they present it and all that kind of stuff is very smart brand. Oh, and they've called it the number one, which, you know, if they're going to make a number two, three, four, five, six, makes sense. But this is their their first big car, and they've called it the smart number one. Mercedes-Benz at the other end of the scale, the trucking bit, uh, the trucking division, are, uh, which is an independent operation now, are presenting the long-haul version of their E-Actros, and this is for long-distance uh, journeys, heavy-duty, long-haul transport, the most demanding segment of road freight, and the first prototypes have been going through intensive tests on public roads. Now, the E-Actros Long Haul can be spec'd. Three different battery packs providing an installed capacity of various sizes going up to 600 kilowatt hours and continuous output of 400 kilowatts from the motors, but a peak of 600 kilowatts. Now, they're designing these to do 1.2 million kilometres because they say that durability is the key in commercial trucking and that they can't have these trucks breaking down or not lasting as long as the fossil ones do. So 1.2 million kilometres on the road over a 10-year period. The batteries are LFP technology, lithium-iron phosphate, and will charge to 80% in half an hour, which is stunning on a 600 kilowatt hour battery if you plug into one of the brand new megawatt charging stations the mcs uh, which is the latest greatest charging standard for commercial vehicles now the tech company trailer dynamics have developed an e-trailer as well and that puts more batteries into the trailer and an e-axle so the trailer can drive itself uh, support the towing vehicle if you like depending on the capacity of the e-trailer that means these trucks can drive for 800 kilometers who says that electric trucks can't go long distance well no not anymore 800 kilometers that's mega now on the way very soon we'll talk about why ford's boss the ceo is having a look at Norway very closely and an amazing bit of news coming out of China, which I think will really stimulate the EV market over the next 12 months. Stick around, those stories are on the way. Now, if you were wondering, hearing that last story, I wonder who does the batteries for those big trucks. Well, I got a press release sent to my inbox today, and it was all about CATL, the Chinese company, winning an award at the IAA show. I'm like, okay, what's this? Let's dig into it for development and production of high-voltage battery systems have been given an award by Daimler Truck. It's the supplier award they've been given. And sometimes these things can be a bit dry and 
as you can imagine, I get hundreds of little bits of information a day and have to filter them out for you to fit this 20-minute podcast of just the most interesting stuff. But this does tie together because, as I read down this press release, just out of background information, really, wasn't going to be part of the news today, it turns out they won the award for supplying battery systems to... The E-Actros Long Haul. So there you go. Who supplies the batteries for that previous story? That'll be CATL. They're also providing the LFP cells for Trailer Dynamics, the German startup with the uh, the E-Trailer with the E-Axle. Now, Ford CEO Jim Farley has been watching Norway and watching Tesla, and he's been learning along the way. Jim Farley asked that his Norwegian Ford team pull together information about Tesla in the Northern European country, and translate it for him. The Ford CEO was specifically looking for information about consumer behaviour in Tesla customers every single 30 days and tracking that as it went on. According to the Detroit Free Press, who've written this profile of Ford CEO Jim Farley, they say that Tesla, which thrives on the kind of outside perception that they don't have any old-fashioned car dealerships. They're all digital. Open up the app and buy a car in 60 seconds. Well, actually, what Tesla are doing in the background, which they don't shout about, is building brick-and-mortar stores in Norway. And, of course, Norway, 90% EV, are leading the way. Tesla's learned that customers, eventually, when you get past the early adopters, the next stage of the mainstream adoption curve, they want to walk into a store. Apart from people like you and I, because we're into EVs, people want to walk in and talk in person. And he noticed that a lot of these brick-and-mortar stores they're building might be open Monday to Friday for service, but they'd be open at the weekends as well. And that's for sales. Sounds a lot to me like, ooh, what would you call it? A, a, a car dealer? Jim Farley said the value of dealerships doesn't diminish with electric cars. It becomes essential. And I quote, we've studied Tesla carefully over the last several years, and especially with how their brand has scaled. And that's what he told reporters during a break in their Las Vegas meeting. He says, we noticed that in Norway, they've got 1,200 employees at dealer facilities. We feel that's where they'll go. Right, link to that story in the show notes if you'd like to find out more. There's a company called PowerCo. They're a joint venture, Volkswagen Group, and the minerals company Umicore. A joint venture investing 3 billion euros together to make EV batteries for 2.2 million fully electric vehicles by the end of the decade. And by the end of the decade, uh, PowerCo will produce cathode materials for 160 gigawatt hours of capacity every year. But on the slightly nearer term than 2030, production at the joint venture between Volkswagen and Umicore starts in 2025 at their German factory, reaching an annual capacity by the middle of the decade of 40 gigawatt hours uh, before more than tripling by the end of the decade. China is next, and that big bit of news that I teased, well, China, according to the Global Times, so we are you know, taking this from what is effectively Chinese state media, no reason to think that uh, uh, this story wouldn't be true, they will plan to extend the purchase tax exemption or purchase tax waiver on EVs for all of next year. And that's big news because it was meant to be ending at the end of this year. But according to this report that I found, it will be continued all the way through next year. That's a big deal, not because you live in China, but because it will stimulate the EV market. And obviously, America have done what they've done with the Inflation Reduction Act, and I can see China not wanting to be left out. Those subsidies were going to end at the end of the year. They're going to let the EV industry stand on its own two feet, if you like. But now, those purchase tax waivers uh, will be extended all the way through to the end of next year. 
China's sold 5.5 million EVs this year so far, and that is going to be a big stimulus over the next 15 months or so. Now, the German rental company, Sixt, will electrify their rental fleet of vehicles. It'll be 15% by the end of next year, but they say 90% EV by the end of the decade. Sixt investing 50 million euros in charging infrastructure at their own branches, uh, integrating their mobility platform on their app as well. So that's how you charge your rental EV. And they're buying lots of solar panels as well to make their own solar power generation. Here in the UK, there's a company called Connected Curb, and they just secured a big chunk of change from Aviva. Aviva investors have put £110 million into Connected Curb as they plan to deliver 190,000 on-street EV chargers by the end of the decade, and also uh, Aviva's real estate portfolio. Four, uh, 4,000 on-street chargers will be installed by the end of this year alone. Connected Curb, uh, like I say, 4,000 by the end of this year and 190,000 by the end of the decade. Connected Curb also installing the New York City Department of Transport on-street EV chargers. Uh, you know, they're all about... I, I, I saw their CEO on Sky News, on the Sky News business segment, and he was talking about how, you know, he lives in London, his car's parked on the street. And uh, I used to live in London. My car was parked on the street. Now... We've moved down to the South Coast and we've got a driveway and it's easy, et cetera, et cetera. But it is a really big problem for so many people and his company plans to fix it because if they don't, there's going to be lots of people who will live in those big urban areas without off-street parking and who don't want to charge doing a DC rapid charging once a week, who want to charge on-street low and slow overnight. That's a great, great little solution they've got there. And that money really will provide the capital they needed to start writing some checks and expanding quickly. Right, question of the week. It's taking a break, but it will return. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US Mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley's EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk. He buys and sells EVs in the UK. Got a massive stock and there's nothing he doesn't know about electric vehicles. Hi to Octopus Electric Universe. If you aren't on board yet, what are you waiting for? Global public charging made simple with one app and one map. And book your holiday at millbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon, where you can book online now. Thanks for listening. And remember, there's no such thing as a self-charging hybrid. <laughs>